This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE certified inspector and inspector like a girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And today on the program, we're going to take advantage of some of this nice weather. It was so weird the past couple of weeks. We've either talked about how it was raining or stiflingly humid or, or something else going on. It, it, it's been okay. The past few days, if you could miss some of the the little rain showers here and there. And uh, it's a good time to be thinking about the front of the home, what everybody's seeing as they drive by. How are you guys doing this morning? Well, you know, I'm doing well. And I uh, I actually got up in it with my front yard. Did you? (laughs) I did. I did. I I have a – I've talked about this on here before. I I have a 13-foot fence. Wow! In my backyard, uh-huh. and so which which is very tall because I have neighbors on a hill, right? So that gives me some privacy. Well, I was walking the dogs last week, and I looked over, and the crazy thing was bowing in. Uh oh! Well, dumb me had had hung a I don't know how much this son of a gun weighs, but one of those somebody gave me one of those old Coca Cola signs. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's. It's enormous. And years ago, I had hung it on this fence, and mm-hmm. I didn't pay any attention. I'm walking back, and I was like, holy cow. <laughs> it was all bowed in. Oh, wow. So I got back in the shop, and I got some of those. What do, what do you call these straps, Jeff? They're, they're, you, you ratchet yeah, a, yeah, a strap. Yeah, 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 ratchet mm-hmm. strap. Ratchet mm-hmm. strap. Mm-hmm. And I put, I put a couple of hooks on both of the posts mm-hmm. and then put that ratchet in it, the ratchet strap in it, and then around a bush, mm-hmm. and you know, ratcheted that thing back up to where it's plumbed. <laughs> well, the first thing I did is I had to take that sign off. Did you wait? Well, so now, wait, wait a minute. Did you, you leave it? Did you leave the strap? Well, I'm gonna brace it. I'm gonna come okay. back in okay. on the inside, you know. But now right. I've got it back up straight because uh-huh. I didn't want it, you know, a big blow and blow it right sure. over. Right. I, well, you know, this is something that, that people don't think about when you start hanging things on any vertical or perpendicular to the ground yeah Yeah. yeah. anything it's 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 eventually going to go to the direction of the hanging side yeah if it's a heavy hang well (laughs) even if it's light eventually it's going to go it's going to move that because there's nothing on the other side right angles that's you right. Mean, so you so right it's going to the heavy side. Hmm. Yeah. Now, the heavier the object, the quicker it's going. The quicker right. it's going to, you know, and it may have been Coca-Cola doing that for signs years. apparently are pretty and heavy. You, and I just will, didn't notice it. If, if you'll look at um, power poles, they'll, they'll have they'll have a every time a power pole turns, there's a guide there's wire a on the on the light side, mm-hmm. if you will. Not mm-hmm. the not right. the flashlight, but the light right light weight, load weight yeah light yes. load side, uh, and there'll be a guide wire. 
Otherwise, that pole is going to follow, follow the heavy side. It's going to follow the heavy side. Well, see, then I got into that DIY thing. So I look at that and I was like, I need to straighten that fence. But if I'm going to straighten the fence, then I really need to work on the beds because I got all these weeds. Well, if I'm going to work on the weeds, it'd be oh, nice if I, like I would that. put down oh, a um, a cloth. And if I'm going to put down the cloth, then I need to have the mulch to put the. See, so anyway, it was go. a whole. Now, see, I don't know how you read that. whole thing. But I read that in cha-chings every time. So well, I'm counting up the, you know, as I'm walking through <laughs> the home store, picking up what I got to pick up to do that. Well, I always think in not only are you spending money, but you're spending uh, your, your, your expenditures on your body. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, and the bending over and the press well, and all add, that. When you add gardening to home improvement, we got something you got. I mean, that's definitely a, working. That's a whole weekend. So then right. I showed you a picture earlier of what I did next. Uh, I, I am. This, <laughs> all right, Jeff. You didn't see Pam showed me a picture of her, <laughs> of her sitting in a full refrigerated uh, or freezer. freezer a chest huh? freezer a freezer a chest freezer like you know you buy those yeah, freezers yeah, yeah, you yeah. put out back and you save all your sure. meat yeah. uh-huh no no my buddy he was like you know the whole the rage right now is these cold plunges right where you get into and they have them in the spas and yeah. the gyms right. and all this stuff well my buddy has a diy cold plunge thing and he built it out of a freezer and it's hooked up to a thermostat that keeps it at 37 degrees. Oh, so my it's, gosh. And you, you put a liner in it around the top. And so I thought, I want to know where all the rage is. So that's why I work so hard on Saturday, because uh-huh. he invited me over Saturday night to get in this thing. Let me tell you something. It hurts. Yeah, I, <laughs> I it does. You know, I see those videos all the time. People yeah. jumping in it's the polo painful. challenge. It is painful. And they didn't mention that to me. <laughs> So how long did you stay in? I stayed in 70 seconds. Nice. And they do hey, it. That, that's, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah, they recommend three to four minutes. And at 70 seconds, I looked up and there's tears. And oh, I'm really? like, can it's, I get out of It turns into burning, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it does. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But let me tell you something. This is what was crazy to me. Usually when I do what I just told you as far mm-hmm. as working in the yard, I wake up the next day and I'm popping ibuprofen right, the entire right. day. Not a sore muscle. Really? It well, I I was astounded. Okay. And how probably killed them. <laughs> all my muscles were like Your what? muscles are dead. Frozen now. up, deadened. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was a DIY thing. That's so cool. He built it from a YouTube channel and I thought, well, I'm gonna go see. And so now I'm thinking, I'm not so gonna what, build I one. I mean, how do you get in this thing? Because what's Well, there about? was you know, maybe you had a ladder going up. Well, there was a step. Okay. And then most chest freezers have a seat have a it well that we use it. He uses it as a seat. Oh yeah, where the where the where the where compressor the shelf is, is, where the compressor right. is. So you okay. step in, you go to the seat, and then you go down. And uh-huh. I did it fast because I thought if I get in there well, and just course. stand there. And another thing that'll happen when you do this, folks, you quit breathing. <laughs> wow! I thought I was going to pass out. I'm going to try not to do anything. Uh, yeah, I breathing. wonder if that's even healthy. Right. <laughs> oh, listen, they talk about the scientific reasons that this is so good, and I noticed that it elevated in the next day. My mood was real good, and I slept real well. You're just happy to be alive, I think. Well, and there's right. I have <laughs> I do this thing, y'all. I don't know if y'all do this, but I I have a rule of thumb. If somebody mentions it three times. Then I need to investigate if it comes from three different people. And that happened. Huh. And okay. I thought, okay, 
I'm going to check this out. And I'm going to... I'm not going to preach about it. But I'm just going to say right. my personal experience. It was good. It was now it was horrible when it was happening. Right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you about an experience that we had. Um, uh, we have uh, my wife has a 20 year old Dyson vacuum. Nice. Okay. Wow. It is an old vacuum and we use it constantly. It's a great vacuum. But we noticed all of a sudden the roller stopped uh, rolling. Right. So and I know I've been around vacuums for forever. You go, oh, the belt broke. Right. So I look under there and know the belt's fine. And uh, come to find out, I go to to Captain YouTube and look it up. And uh, in this uh, older Dyson vacuum, which is pretty much the same as the one now, there is a clutch, what they call a clutch. And this thing within the vacuum uh turns the suction from the bottom to the wand and and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So either go from the bottom of the vacuum cleaner or to the wand on the vacuum cleaner. Well, you've got this little thing on the side of the vacuum cleaner that you switch that pushes it uh, one way or the other. Well, that thing had broke, and that was the, quote, clutch. That I made hate it, it when the thing breaks. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> but the YouTube video said, hey, if it's doing this, take out these three screws my wife and i sat down turned the thing over took out these three screws we had to use a a torch which is the one that looks like a star um but we used that we pulled three screws out and then it's like this little module it's got a couple of rubber band things on it and it's a little module but we looked online it was 30 bucks we ordered it and we sat down we put it back into the vacuum cleaner now this was a hundreds of dollars vacuum cleaner yeah yeah you know. they're not cheap we paid 30 bucks for the clutch put the clutch in in a day and that thing runs like it's not run in years it's amazing it's like a brand new appliance don't you love it it feels so good to be, do something like that well it was between that and i don't know if you shop for a vacuum cleaner lately but if you've got one that works you probably don't want to buy a new one they're really yeah. expensive yeah they're expensive and you know what that reminds me of what's that is this new legislation on right to repair Yes, yes, it's a big deal, and that that that's uh, they talk about that on Everyday Tech, the show that comes on next, all the time because that has a lot to do with uh, tech repair. A lot of people talk about that, but yeah, uh, these high end equipment type stuff. But it, you know, whenever you have a situation that you were in, right? To me, it's so cool to be able to go online. Order your part and fix right. it yourself. Well, it's like with well, a dryer. And let's say if your heating element goes out, you can order that and, and replace that. If, if And in this particular situation with this particular vacuum, we were talking about three screws. Right. So it wasn't it wasn't really that difficult. And we were able to go online and watch a YouTube video of some guy doing it. You know, you know, about 20 years. Well, it's been a little over 20 years before I got into home inspections. I was doing like home maintenance stuff for mm-hmm. people and repairs. Mm-hmm. And an element went out in their water heater. It quit. You know, they had warm right. water, but they didn't have hot water. Right. So I go over there and this was before YouTube. And I'm going to fix the element on this, you know, because I knew that I could do that. Jesus. Oh, my Prehistoric, man. So I am straddling the attic access door. Now, I've gone downstairs. I popped the breaker that says water heater. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't labeled right. Right. And I'm straddling that um, access door. I mean, like one foot on one side, one foot on the other. And the garage is right underneath me because the water heater was sitting right there. Uh And I thought, well, this will be easy. I stuck my screwdriver up Mm. there and it went boom. (laughs) 
It's <laughs> like, don't fall out of the attic. Don't fall out right. of the attic. I have yeah. put my foot through the attic before, though. I mean, through the ceiling. Oh, yeah. I've done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, I pray every time it's I go easy in an to attic. Do. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. Be careful well, when you get you know, up there. Well, you know, what what happens, um, these doggone builders, they'll go up there and they just lay a piece of wood down and it's not nailed. And they don't or, screw it down. Yeah. And or it, they put it, a little piece of half inch or three quarter, right. a little tiny. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, we were talking during the break. Pam can't get her pool done. Uh, just right. Yeah, my to the... chemicals are still. It's just all of a sudden I'm really having problems. Really? Mm-hmm. That's odd. Is it just this year? Yeah, I've had the pool for twenty something, twenty five years, and all of a sudden it's just this year I'm having. I'm struggling, but now, I'm I'm hopeful. I took the water back in this morning to get them to check it again. I do have a question uh, on this show. I'm certain at one time or another, I've heard Pam, Jeff, I've heard Pam say she's filled in a pool. I did. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I filled and you in. also have a pool. Yeah. Whenever it seems my, terribly inefficient. Well, <laughs> what happened was <laughs> the uh, I live in an area where there's a lot of clay. And of course, my house is old. And mm-hmm. when I moved in, the pool was already 20 years old. Oh. And I was about five years in and it quit. The, the um, underground plumbing quit working. Oh, and so it was fill it in. So I hired this guy to come in and fill it in, and he came over with his bulldozer, you know. And I said, I said, you know, could you maybe build me a tiny pool, something smaller, because the other one was enormous, right? And he did. He it's inside a, the current one. Well, yeah, he used the same hole uh-huh. and used my same plumbing equipment for my pool. And now it's I'm telling you, folks, it's more like a spa. It's eight by 16 feet by three and a half feet deep. Oh, cool. Just enough for a plunge after right. you've done your yard work. So it's it's tiny. And I've had it like that for, you know, 20 something years. Right. Never had a problem. And so anyway, I. I'm going to, I'm going to, this, I think the universe wants me to be patient. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to be patient. Uh, Jeff, you've, you've, uh, we've talked about this. We had a pool guy on the show. Uh, we've had that before. You've been round and round with the pool game for a long time. Yeah. You know, I don't have a lot of problems with my pool. I, uh, we, 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 we drain it every year. Oh, do you? Because we live in the woods. Right. And, um, so do you we dr- brace it when you drain it? No. No, it's it's gunite. We drain it, and I fill it up same day. And uh, but we don't really have a lot of problems. Yeah, I've never um, had problems ever. That's cool. It's a new. This is within the last. And you know what I think it is? What this is conspiracy theory. I think the pool chemicals, um, the whatever uh-huh. COVID and light, but not being able to get stuff, they started making it with something else. Oh, they're cutting it. <laughs> It's and not it, pure anymore. It, you know, I don't, I don't know, but oh, I just want to see my drain right. when I when I jump in. I want to know where the drain is. All right. All right, Larry's on the line in Van Cleve. Larry, uh, you're a landscaper. Yes, I am. So I do for profession. All right, all right, great. So we've got a pro right. on the line, and you want to say something to Pam, huh? Right. I enjoyed your opening discussion about what you did, and uh, appreciate how hard landscaping is. Uh, On the weed barrier thing, we do not put weed barrier under mulch. Really? Because mulch decomposes over time. 
Right. So you're going to have dirt on top of that weed barrier. And if you think your landscaping is a long-term asset, it's that we're not doing it this week for this week. We're doing it this week for the next 10 years. Right. So, so in, on the weed barrier, most people, they go to the local hardware store and they buy the cheapest thing. You know, this rolls $15 and that rolls $45. Right. Well, weed barrier is rated by uh, years. How long it's supposed to last? Five years, 10 years, 15 years, up to 25-year weed barrier. We only use 25-year weed barrier in commercial landscaping. Um because that five-year stuff, it's like tissue paper. You can put your fingers to it. Yes. You know? So yeah. say most homeowners, you get what you pay for. Well, let so, me ask you this. Put, what can you put pine straw on it? Well, you could go pine straw. Uh, yeah. yeah but, that's what I did is I put pine straw. Okay. I said mulch, but it was I pine straw. I still, I still wouldn't put weed bearer under it. Okay. Well, um, I can tell you this. If you put pine straw over anything for long, it will die. Oh, yeah. So Yeah. Right, yeah, it's the acidity in that. And it'll help right. keep the weeds down. But uh, I don't know if I should use trade names or not. But yeah, go for preen, it. Preen is a gardener's friend. It lasts about 10 weeks. So like in the spring, you, you weed your bed, you pull the tall ones, you cut the volunteer trees out. If you cut a volunteer tree out, treat the stump with herbicide to kill it. Otherwise, you're going to have a bush that comes back. Um, and then put preen down. And it'll last about 10 weeks. About 10 weeks, it'll start petering out. And the weeds just start coming back. You go in. So it's like three times during the year. During the summer, you got to do it, like March and June and September. And, and you're good for the year. you got to go through your beds three times. Uh, and each time, you kind of weed the beds, clean them out, sprinkle preen again. Uh, a pound and a half per hundred square feet or a pound per hundred and fifty. Now, what's it called? Preen? Preen. preen. What uh, is that? Is what it, is it, Larry? It's a pre-emergent herbicide. It stops new weeds. Oh, it won't do anything that's up. Okay. It stops new weeds from germinating. The way it does that okay. is uh, every seed that germinates uh, produces an enzyme that, that every seed has to have to germinate. And preen uh, stops the seed from producing that enzyme. So that's nice. how it works. And you do it's know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so it's not going to kill the shrubs or the flowers. Right. I would, you know, if you get some on the, the leaves or the shrubs, you can kind of shake it off. But no, it won't kill them. I mean, okay, if you good. put enough of any chemical on something, yes, you can kill it. I, right. No, I, I like that because, and, you know, he, he, here's the problem we have in the in the new construction world. Uh, we put our landscaping in, and a weed is the fastest growing thing on this planet. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, it can be it can be clean on Monday, mm-hmm. and the following Monday, the beds are full of weeds. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, well, good. Now, Where do you get preen, Larry? Where would I go buy good that? To know. In any hardware store, Lowe's. Okay. okay. Oh, Got awesome. It. Should have it. Yeah, yeah, in the garden section. Oh, okay. wow. What a great and, tip. You, you would think yeah. my landscaper would have already thought about right. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, have yeah, I met, have there's, I, there's uh, a cost associated with that, but there's uh, also a benefit associated well, with that. Well, there, there's, right. there's, the, there's a cost associated with weeding the bed, too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Larry, meet Jeff. Jeff, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. Low-cost guy's going to give you, you know, here's the minimum I can do it for. There you go. Thanks, Larry. We appreciate it. That's a fantastic suggestion. Preen. Let's yeah, uh, put that down. on the list. I may be going to the hardware store at the so end of Pam, the day. Pam's got concrobium and preen. Well, it'd be mm. easier. And then, you know, all I was thinking when Larry was talking about pulling those weeds is I'm going to have to call my buddy about that cold plunge again. <laughs> right, right. That's stooping over and doing that is not fun. Let's keep moving. Becky's on the line in Flowood and wants to know, is there a better vent boot out there in the world? Uh, Becky, you with us? Yes. So so what is it that you're looking for? What's going on? 
Okay. Well, it seems like a couple of weeks ago, y'all were discussing Vince and the rubber boots, and I thought I heard someone say there's a better product that will last longer than rubber. And if I understood that correctly, I want to know what it is and if there's a particular brand name. It looks like I'm going to be replacing some stuff on my roof because of a hailstorm. So what do you guys think? What is the what's the preferred bullet. it's called a bullet bullet boot. Bullet boot. A what? A bullet Please? boot. Like a bullet you, you would shoot out of a gun. Bullet, bullet boot. boot. Mm-hmm. Is that a brand name or just I don't a think type so. It's just the type. And I talk I just had my roof replaced and I upgraded. Okay. I had to pay for the upgrade. Are, are uh-huh. bullets an upgrade? Yes, it's a it's an it's more expensive than the rubber okay. boots. And it will not the it doesn't have any rubber, so it won't dry rot. Right. And yeah, you know, I'm sitting here looking at it right here. It's thirty five year warranty. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent UV protected. Now I, I like it. I am not familiar with it until right now. But I like that roof boot. I'm telling okay. you, yeah. I was yeah, so tired I, I like of silicon and then going. Yep. You can buy the sleeves, you know, I think at Prassels or something to right. put down over the vent. Uh-huh. But why not just go with a bullet boot and not have to and, deal with it for 35 years? <laughs> right. Two, well, it comes the, in. the guy that's my contractor, the roofing contractor, I mentioned this to him. Of course, I didn't know the name of that. And he did not know what I was talking about when I said it's something better than rubber. And that's why I'm calling. I, I said, I'm going to find out what it is. So a bullet. It's yeah, a bullet boot. boot. And uh, what it does. What is it made out of? Uh, galvanized metal. It's it's metal. Yeah. Galvanized metal. Mm-hmm. Hang on, Jeff. Okay, you were saying it, it comes in different colors. Yeah, only? it comes yeah. in white, brown, gray, black, and weatherwood. If you're not familiar with weatherwood, that is the most popular roof color of all time. So, okay. What color is that? Oh, gosh. It's like a, gray? a dark gray. Yeah. Most any roof you look at is weatherwood. That's the most okay. popular color you ever will get. And, yeah, I really like this. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. It's, and It's Bullet Products, LLC. Uh-huh. And, uh, Jeff, you buy these, and, Pam, you've done it, too. But, Jeff, you bought these uh for your business, so what do these look more expensive than the rubber boots? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah, they're uh, like, a, it's like a 40 or $50 upgrade per yeah. boot. Per boot. Yeah, versus, okay. a, versus a $7 rubber one. Right. Yeah, and okay. what it does. Where would you find them? Uh, any roofing company is going to have, any roof supply or lumber supply would, would have them. You know, and, and I just went through my roofing company. And they just, you know, I said, I want upgrades on this, this, and this. And and they got them. And the way that they go on, y'all, this is fascinating. So you have PVC or galvanized or cast iron coming out of your roof, depending on what type. I've got one cast iron and everything else I've upgraded to PVC. And that bullet boot literally sits down. The the PVC is no longer exposed. The, Hmm. the, The vent itself coming out of the roof is not exposed. This completely encases it. Wow. And get this. It has a screen on the top. So I no, saw that. No more I saw that squirrel 
crawling into crawling in or chewing up right listen i got a buddy up in canada and his toilet wouldn't flush and we got up there and that that entire vent was just full of acorns oh really (laughs) it's just packed wow (laughs) um that's amazing that's really cool though so we've got a product that uh, genuinely has been engineered better and as a newer product i used to say when i first started inspecting houses because every time what we do is we go inside and we have these flashlights and we'll look at the ceiling and inevitably there's a stain underneath a vent right because it's it, those that rubber dry rods yeah well th- think about it roof leaks normally do not happen on a slope yeah it's not on right. a shingle it's it's going to be on a penetration or a valley. Mm-hmm. So, if you, you now now you've cured the penetrations with these boots. with with these boots, and then if you'll use ice and uh, ice and rain shield in your valleys or metal, mm-hmm. either one, mm-hmm. you've you've taken that part out of play. You you can easily have a roof that does not leak with the proper components. Right. Becky, Becky, I hope this helps. That should be right on what you need. The last thing I'll ask before we let Becky go is there just in case. Uh, the person she's talked to uh, doesn't know the nomenclature. Is there a brand or something we're talking? It's it's Bullet Products LLC. Okay, there, there's they, they your a, product. They have, a, they have a phone number on there. They okay. they can tell you where to go get on and so on. Okay. Yeah, and you know what, Becky? What I love that you're doing is you're talking to your contractor about trying to problem solve before there's a problem. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, I listen to y'all every week, <laughs> religiously, and I am not a do-it-yourselfer at all, other than yard work, but I've learned so much over the years, uh, I, thanks to what y'all have said in the past about the roof turbines, which I have now, uh-huh. I am going to go with a roof vent. And continuous and, roof vent. Yeah, the ridge vent. I tell you what, Becky, you get an A-plus on this right. show. Somebody put a star by believe, her name. I can't believe you went with Pam on that, Becky. <laughs> it's your man. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go. I thought, Jim, I thought Jim was all roof vent, too. No, uh, I, like, I, like the, I like I like continuous. Oh, yes. no, that's what, okay. Okay. That's what she's well, saying. Oh, she's going to go from good. a turbine oh, to her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, my issue with the turbines is I did wind up with a leak uh, about four years ago on my living room ceiling that's not near the chimney or anything else except the turbine right above it. Got a roofing guy to come over and inspect the roof and all. Then he went in the attic. He couldn't find anything wrong with the roof. And he said, you know, there's water in the base of that turbine that's right over this. And it's it took eight years for that to happen. Uh I said, how is that possible? Because they're usually spinning. He said, but if one happens to be still and a sudden storm blowing rain comes up, water can get in it. And hmm. Uh, (laughs) well, I don't really know how to solve that problem. Uh, That ridge vent sure will. There you go. Ridge vent will do it. All right, well, thank you, Becky. I was just going to say, uh, you know, it's like, well, the hail may have solved my problem because now it looks like I'm going to get a new roof, and and oh. I'll solve it by changing hail is the vent. Although a I solution. love those turbines. <laughs> Bless acts of God. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Robert in Hattiesburg. He's got a call about. Uh, oh, he's a pool guy. Uh, you're a pool guy, Robert. 
Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can. Uh, uh, Pam's pool's broke. <laughs> well, or maybe it's Pam's it. broke. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just have some general advice because uh, it's probably going to be a very common uh, situation coming up. And if you've been doing the same thing for a long time and it's always worked for you, uh, I would say instead of trying to continue down the same road, do a quick inspection of your pool equipment. Make sure you pull your basket out of your pump. The impeller's not clogged. There's nothing obstructing the flow. The directional fittings in the pool that are returning water hadn't changed or come off so that it's creating dead, you know, dead zones, etc. <laughs> but also, just treat algae like a virus. And if you've been using copper sulfate, the blue stuff, as your primary algicide for a long time, yes. switch to silver nitrate. Uh, just switch it up on the virus, and a lot of times that really, it really helps. Wow. Uh, remember remember that nothing gets past the cell wall, but it really doesn't want to get past the cell wall. So no product works without brushing, uh, and brushing is doing most of the destruction of the algae that's on the walls. The product really keeps helps it to keep from growing back. Uh don't waste your time with any ammonia-based products and try your best to let the chlorine get lower and don't shock the pool all the time because just like a virus, the algae will evolve to a very oh. chlorine-resistant strain. Wow, I didn't know that. A shock isn't a shock anymore when it's sitting at 10 parts per million all the time on the top end of your test scale. And then you go to put some shock in the pool. Well, it's it's, it's not doing anything. You've it's not it's not it. shocking anymore because it's used to it. Right. Wow. How do you know that? That's interesting. Low. Don't yeah. shock it as often. Okay. This is... And remember that brushing, brushing, brushing is the best thing that you can ever do. Yeah, I got one of those uh, Polaris things in there that and brushes I, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I rush. I yeah. that gets the bottom, and then I do the. Because mm. we're talking six by eighteen so, by three and a half. True. <laughs> Hey, look, the next time the next time you get ready to make an investment in something, get a robotic cleaner. I've not said as much about many things, but they can actually do the best job. I'm telling you. I love that the, little the thing. That, the, the new ones that they have, though, that just plug in, uh, that replace the thing that plugs in the side of the wall. Oh, yeah, that's what I've got. The walls, they yeah. do all, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You got the yeah. robot version? I've got the little, and, and the, I tell you the biggest problem I have, maybe you have a solution for this, is that the cord gets wound up all the time. I'll run yeah, it. Yeah, you got too much, cord in the, too much cord in the pool. Too much cord in the pool. Yeah. There you go. Use a decent little zip tie, get it to the, the furthest corner, and then just wrap the rest up. And put a little zip tie around it and keep it at the edge of the pool. Oh, man. man. Okay, Robert. This guy knows what he's doing. I, yeah. yeah. Somebody get his number. Okay, I, Pam, This right. is Pam, awesome. I think Pam's leaving now to go I fix am. her pool. I'm on right. my way See ya. to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Real quick, let's go to Craig because I just wanted him to go ahead and say this thing about Pam doing the, the solar plunge. What's uh, or the. Uh, the, the ice plunge, plunge. yeah. The what's ice going plunge. on, Craig? I want nothing solar about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cold. Yeah, the cold plunge, plunge. First thing, I want to hear some more from that pool guy, too. Uh, uh, I was in Flagstaff, Arizona, and we were doing steam rooms and chopping through ice and dumping cold buckets of water on our head, which wasn't the plunge, but it was painless if you were already in the steam room. Really? It, 
Yeah, it was it was absolutely painless. Didn't take my breath away. Didn't hurt. Didn't no, wait, wait, wait. So you're in the steam room, sitting there sweating. Really, really, right, hot. really, really hot. He's getting really, really and hot. And then someone poured. And then ice so buckets over your head. To, yes, we we go outside. We we chop the ice off the off the off the rain bucket and dump a bucket of cold water on her head. How old are you, Craig? Because I'm going to have a heart attack if I do that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm 68. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, but, man. But, but that was, that, it's absolutely painless that way. Now, I see these guys, these Alaska people that run out and jump in the, in the creeks, they're coming out of a little room, and I think they're doing the same thing as it, from the steam room. From the steam right. room. And so, yeah, you know, that's a really good point. I just need to run around in my yard or do a bunch of yard work and then get in. But... Huh. Uh, well, I I hiked the Grand Canyon and I I swore all the way down I was going to jump in the Colorado River, but it, the only reason it's not frozen because it's moving so fast. Well, if you're going to do it, you better do yeah. it quick. There's not much left of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but that was painful. That yeah. was painful. Thank you, Craig. I just got a, a note from uh, Abram, the uh, answer the call today, that combining a sauna with an ice bath is an effective way to improve circulation, reduce inflammation, sp- speed up muscle recovery, and elevate your mood. I know. It's, there's that. all kind of studies on how this is supposed to be. Well, and y'all go on. I know. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Well, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna have an MPB right. cold plunge. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam. Pivus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app, of course, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, this is a weird question. I got an email. One of our toilets takes more than seven minutes to fill up. Mm. The tank guts have been replaced, but no change. What's our next step? Shannon in Memphis. Seven minutes to fill up a tank. I'm, a, I, I, I'm thinking the valve, the, the, the water valve at the wall, maybe? I'm thinking the water line. <laughs> really? The line? Yeah, depending on how old the house is. I, I inspected an old house the other day. It was yeah, that's ridiculous. 50 to seven, 70 years old. Seven minutes to fill up. Well, what, what's it hold? Three and a half gallons? Four? Yeah, so they had old galvanized lines. And, I mean, you turn the water on, it just trickled. Oh, I mean, just a tiny little trickle. When it, you galvanize lines corrode from the inside oh, yeah. out. That's right. So if it's an old house, that's what I would look at as, as your supply line for your toilet but, stem. But if if you would think you'd have low water pressure everywhere. Not one, necessarily. One thing I would. I, listen, in this house that I did, mm-hmm. yeah. I turned the cold water on and it whoosh. Really? I turned the hot water on and it trickle, trickle, trickle. Really? <laughs> well, huh. and, and okay. what about if... Um, Let's see, if this thing takes seven minutes to fill, I would think the fastest, quickest, cheapest, easiest way is first to check the little valve on the wall next to the toilet to see if it's all the way turned on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you, know? you could do I mean, that. I would think first. Yeah. And uh, then look and see if it's a – if you're going to be down there with mm-hmm. that little knob down uh-huh. there, you're going to turn the knob, make sure – look and see what color that pipe is that's going into the wall. And if it's silver, you've got galvanized plumbing. Interesting, and that could be it. Could be all. Listen, I've looked on the. I've seen pictures of what galvanized looks like on the inside. Oh, yeah. uh, it looks like a clogged artery. Uh huh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. So, uh, so the the thing there is, I guess, check the check the fill valve uh, first. The one from the wall 
to make sure that it's all the way open. That's yeah. The easiest. yeah, that's the easiest thing. And then yeah. if you wanted to turn, if, if it is a silver line going uh-huh. into the wall, you can go outside, turn your water off, drain your lines, and then disconnect, unscrew the valve uh-huh. and look inside the, the water line and see what it looks like. If it's all, you know, cruddy, then you... So, you, yeah. so if something like that doesn't fix it, do we call a plumber? Is that I, th- what I would call a plumber if I've got... if that In that particular situation, I would. Okay. If you can't... Yeah, because then chances are we can go in the attic and run a, run a pex yes. down, right. come mm-hmm. through, and then have a new supply line going to that to that water closet. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. But don't try to change. I mean, galvanized line, don't be sticking stuff down in there because you're going to just create all kinds of leaks. <laughs> It'll be a mess. Another email. Screwed up and accidentally put garage door down on our van. Uh, what? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. This is what the email said. Screwed up and accidentally put the garage door down on the van. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bent it all the heck, mm-hmm. the door, mm-hmm. due to continuing to go down. Right. The van's okay. Yeah. Uh, question, is garage is the garage door supposed to have a sensor that sends it back up when it hits something? Yes. Ours just kept trying to descend. Okay. Yeah, hitting the, the van pressure, again and again. The pressure again. was off. The tension yeah. on the pressure was off. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to have a – it's got two eyes, uh-huh. and when those eyes are not – seeing each other mm-hmm. then it will not let the door down so or the- it's got a pre- there's a pressure test so and i used to do these i don't do them anymore okay because almost all of them out there aren't set right but if it hits something it should reverse okay right it should if it hits okay. anything because let's say your van is sitting with tires on each side sure. of that beam sure. right then there's nothing breaking the beam. oh true so you've got pressure coming down and it should. You're right. You're you can right. go online and see all these way these uh, people run these tests. But some people take a roll of, of uh, paper towel, mm-hmm. put it down underneath okay. the beams, okay, and then hit your garage door. And if it, if the garage door goes down and hits that paper towel and smushes the paper towel, then your tension's off. Oh, you're and right. You can have two people have to kind of work this thing. But if you get up near your door, go up to the auto. There are two little screws up there, and you adjust those to the point that when it hits the paper towel, it reverses. This is actually on the motor. Yes. Okay. On the motor that's up. You have to get somebody on a ladder. Okay, yeah. You can do it yourself, but you're going to be up and down like crazy. But this is something that a a DIYer can change. Yes. Do not, under any circumstances, mess with that spring. Touch the springs. Yeah, don't, don't touch, touch the, the springs. Do not touch uh-uh, the springs. Uh-uh, you uh-uh, will uh-uh. go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. You're going to do and, some damage, and, and you're going to miss. You're going to miss body parts. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But you so, can you can adjust those screws. I was not aware of that. Yeah, we used to do it with a block of wood. Now you're talking you. about the screws on the actual mo- motor. The actual motor. Yeah, that's and kinda... I've seen them where they're little white, where you have to put a tiny little screwdriver yeah. in them. Okay. Are they up on the very top? No, they're on the side. They'll okay. be on one side. Okay. And okay. You can, um, but people don't think about those. I didn't. We actually put in our reports now that the homeowner should uh-huh. check that on a regular basis. And another thing that they need to look at is if your beams are too high. What does that mean? Sh- 
Well, the, let's say the reverse beams that Jeff was talking about. Okay, yeah, the, the eyes. The eyes. Oh, yes. Okay, so if those little son of a guns, they got to be looking right at each other. That's right. And if they're not looking at each other, then the door, you'll hit the button, it'll go halfway down and run right back yep. up. Oh, and that I means that. the beams are off. Also, your beams are supposed to be above, uh, should not be higher than six inches. And that's because um, you don't want an animal or a child to go under. And I see them all the time. They're 18 inches high. Right. Well, a child can crawl right underneath that. Or you're putting it down and your cat's going out or something like that. You can kill an animal and do serious harm to a child if those beams are not at six inches. Okay. So is there – go ahead. Now, getting back to the van, Mm -hmm. um, you can replace that bottom panel. You don't have to replace the whole door. Talk about on the the garage door. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So just let them know that. Yeah. And look at your brackets because what I'll see is that not only will it damage the bottom one, it'll damage the top one too. Yeah. And then if you – if going across a garage door, that's a metal panel. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you'll look at the very top of the top panel, if there's a crack right there. At the top of the top panel mm-hmm. on the garage door. Yeah. That's because it's been stressed too much by the brackets, and huh. it will continue to rip. It's where the arm hooks on. Yes. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where, the, where, the, where the belt or chain. You know, and che- this is such a great question, because checking your garage door on a regular basis is, uh-huh. it, you just don't understand how dangerous that thing can be. It can. And, and two, he, here's the deal. Nine times out of ten, when you're ready to leave, you need to leave. Right, and yes. when you push the button and the door don't go up, and then you go pull the the, the emergency cord and it still won't go up. Yeah, now you're you're not leaving in that car. No, uh-uh. <laughs> that's a bit and, frustrating. So let yes. me. See, I will tell you my horror story. When I was new, <laughs> when mm-hmm. I was a new home inspector, uh-huh. and they told us in home inspection school that we're supposed to check these doors, and I believed them. Well, I was <laughs> I was checking one out in a really nice neighborhood. It was pouring down rain that day. And it malfunctioned. The reverse did not work. Mm-hmm. And it, it bent that top panel. Yeah. Okay. Now the garage door won't work. Right. So, you know, I leave a note for the homeowner. I'm so sorry that this happened, but it, the reverse function wasn't working. Well, the guy was having outpatient surgery that day. Oh, nice. And he got oh, wow. home. His wife brought him home, and he couldn't get in his garage, and he was mad. And I don't blame him. I'd have been mad at me, too. Right. (laughs) And from that day forward, I was like, I'm not testing these things anymore. You know, I I was doing a job, and I will not mention her name, but it's comical now. It happened several several years ago, uh, and I actually pushed the button on the garage door to go out. At the at the the walk door going into the house, I was leaving, and I said, "I'll see you later." I pushed the button. Well, that little gear broke. It's a it's a ten dollar part. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I told her. I said, "Well, ma'am, your garage door motor uh-huh. broke," and she said, "Well, you, you broke, broke it. it. You broke right, it." Yeah. And I said, "Well, no, ma'am. I pushed the button. I discovered mm. the defect." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but take a wild guess who got to pay for you it. You got to pay for oh, it. Oh yeah. She you was touched she, the last she was yeah. an elderly lady mm-hmm. and I was not about to argue no. with, you know, an eighty year old, very, very nice lady mm-hmm. that 
I said, uh, yes, ma'am, I broke it. We will fix it. We will get right. it fixed. <laughs> and case in point, I don't right. test the reverse function on garage doors right. anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it. I've got one more email for us today that I that I just think is a lot of fun that I've got to deal with. That I have a double kitchen sink with a disposal on the right hand side that is backed up for the fourth time. Jeff uh, have tried plunging and manually snaking it to no avail. Are there any other options to try before I call the plumber again? And how do I prevent this from happening? Mm. I know what Jeff's suggestion is. Yeah. <laughs> you have garbage yeah, disposal. You have out. way stop, too many garbage disposals. Stop putting garbage down your sink. It's it's a, called a garbage can. Well, I will say I this: mean, if you've gotten if it's been stuck four times, say in a year, they may be putting the wrong stuff down there. Well, you know what I'm saying. I mean. If look, if it can go in the garbage disposal, mm-hmm. put it in the compost pile. Okay. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. Stop. Stop putting stuff down your drain that does not belong. Yeah. I I, I want to meet the person that made the garbage disposal because it, it's. I, I want to talk to this individual. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll say that we have had we've had uh, you know Timmy's been on the show. Lots of people who deal with uh, electronics and 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 deal with. Uh, Appliances, things like that have come on the show, and we've not yet found a person that recommended getting a garbage disposal. No, and we put them in every single house we build. Right. Yep. Yep. So you you take all the food that you don't eat, you grind it up, and you think about what you're doing. You are running this down your PVC pipe, and then it backs up, and you say, ooh, I wonder why that backed up. Well, I'll say well, this. From this show, from this show, you recommended years ago, after I'd replaced my garbage disposal a couple of times, uh, years ago, you, you suggested that I just throw it in the yard. So I got rid of my garbage disposal. I've not had a single clog yeah. since that day yeah not a single clog we don't we have a garbage disposal we don't put anything down yeah, it. I barely it, all of our now. stuff goes in the in the garden in the compost so i, I don't know i just i don't i don't see a need for yeah. java you uh you guys got a garbage disposal at the house no, we do not, and it's really for the reason that Jeff says. <laughs> Honestly, we used to, um, at my parents' house, we had one, and, um, you know, you get your spoon and your fork down there one too many times, and you just stop using right. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's an evil sound whenever the, something metal goes down in there. Right? The, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's the like garbage disposal mafia will be it after is, I mean, It's just, it's crazy. Well, they can use the, you know, I... And I do this. Uh, I was laughing with Timmy. You know, he came in and put my air conditioner in, mm-hmm. and I asked him to reroute my condensate line mm-hmm. so that it would go into the sewer. Yeah. So he goes down underneath the house, or one of his fellas go down there underneath the house and cuts into that line. And I heard this <laughs> god awful scream. <laughs> I was like, what is going on down there? And the pipes were just full of stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. And this was not sewer. It was coming from my kitchen. Oh. And so they put in the tea and the pea trap and then, Mm -hmm. you know, ran that condensate. And then Timmy was so sweet. We started boiling water. 
And he helped me pour all that hot water down and clean those pipes out. Man, that's service. <laughs> all right, folks. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman and engineered by Java Chapman. Podcast production is going to be Abram Nanny. He also answered the phone today. For Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Oh,